0: Glenda Leal and Vossler had a chance to talk with the Vice President and Chief Economist for Farm Credit Canada, JP Gervais, about the egg sector and how we've come through the pandemic and where we go from here. They started by taking a look back at 2020. I would say that there was a sense of uh, steadiness or. Stability and and cautious optimism as well when it comes to the overall economy and and certainly as well in ag. And we had a few challenges here and there that were on the radar in terms of labor strikes, for example, when it comes to rail transportation and all those type of things. But there was a sense of, of steadiness. Demand for Canadian ag commodities at the beginning of 2020 seemed to be strong. There was a sense of yeah, yeah, there's going to be a market for what we sell, and of course the 2019 crop wasn't the best, you know, in terms of we had some challenges throughout the country, coast to coast really, and and um, but it, nevertheless, I think there was a sense of yeah, it's going to be a you know a year, a normal year, steady, stable. Um, the economy was was moving, you know, up at the rate of two percent. Nothing spectacular for sure, but at the same time, we expected that, you know, this is going to continue to go up, and and then, you know, everything went off in in March, or even prior to that, as we were getting signs that, you know, this this virus out of China was going to be, uh, uh, cause some serious issues, but then we didn't know, we didn't know the extent of these issues that we would encounter in 20, uh, in 2024. Let's talk a a little bit about some of the the highlights. The big impact for farm operations would be the the financials, right? So if you look at how markets reacted in March, the Bank of Canada cutting the interest rate all the way down essentially to zero. You know, at point twenty five, you can't really be. Uh, get lower than that. So obviously that creates perhaps some opportunities for farm operations that have been invested in recent years and saw the, you know, the debt load go up a little bit. And so now, you know, it, it opens up opportunities perhaps to say, well, you know, is there for me a point in, in negotiating, you know, different, uh, terms for the, for my loan portfolio and so forth, right? So that's one thing. Second is there was a, a sharp reaction in commodity markets major declines for a lot of different commodities. We're shutting down the economy, if you think of corn, which is sort of a a major driver of the different grains and oilseed markets while shutting down the economy in the U.S. and elsewhere, but shutting down the economy in the U.S. with the weight of the ethanol market and the corn market, then obviously that brings corn down, brings wheat down, brings a lot of those different commodities down. Now, the interesting thing is that you know, for crops, or grains and oil seeds in particular, well, well, we've seen a rebound um, not too long after. Like wheat's an example where there was a major shift down in pricing at the outset of the crisis in March, but then wheat prices rebounded based on different things. Well, first of all, we we realized that consumers would be spending more time at home cooking and so forth, so the demand for milling went up. Um, If you look at Russia as a major supplier in the world market, Russia started to have uh, thoughts or expressing thoughts of limiting their exports just to make sure to secure their food supply, so that also sent prices back up again. So there was quite a bit of volatility at the outset uh, in terms of of the crisis, and and I think that's one of the things that, you know, taken back of, some of the conversations I was having with some of our customers and so forth in different farm operations was the, the, the volatility and how scary that was, you know, the thought of, you know, what is exactly going to happen? Because uh, we're seeing prices move up and down in a month. Um, and, and then I think the, the, what really hit the supply chain was was the, um, the emergence of COVID-19 cri- you know, cases, in, especially on the livestock side, on the meat side, in different plants across the country and in the U.S., which really had major, major impacts in in the red meat supply chains. A lot of concern as far as how we are going to come out of this economically. The labor market, obviously, is a pretty good indication of um, what is happening in real time. Uh, The one thing, you know, at the outset of the crisis is, you know, we realized that this was a recession like no others. Obviously, you know, we're imposing this on ourselves, so to speak, for for good reasons, for for public health reasons. So we're thinking that, you know, we have to shut down the economy for public health. Uh, But if we shut it down ourselves, the thinking is that when we, you know, we feel confident in reopening the economy, whenever that be, there is going to be a major rebound. And so that's what people were talking about, right? Is that how fast is that going to be, this rebound? Nobody knew at the time, but but everybody felt confident that this was going to be what is called a V-type uh, recession. That you know we were going to see a major, major decline in economic activity, followed by a rapid increase in in economic activity, and that that we would be able to grow again at some point. Again, the question is, nobody knows exactly when that growth was going to resume. But to have this V-shaped recovery was actually a positive uh, hope, I would say, for for the economy now. There's a lot of discussion as well that this was going to drag some time, and so this V-type recovery is actually going to be a U because it's going to take some time before it's starting to grow again. Or a second wave, which is exactly what we're in the middle of right now, could trigger a second wave of closures and so forth and bring the economy down again. Right, so there was massive government support to 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 avoid some sort of negative long-term consequences, right, for businesses and households that were more exposed to some of the downfall and, and economic uh, losses that uh, we were going through at the time. Now, the one thing that I, I think now we know is that this is going to take some time, even if there was a rebound, because you know, starting in in. Um, in may uh so may to june july august and, and september even in october to some extent although there's just preliminary data we know that the economy started to grow again but this pace of growth has been slowing down so yes you know at the outset of the rebound when we started to open the economies again sometime in the summer we've seen a rebound an, an economic rebound but what we know is that right now we're five percent lower
1: than where we were
0: prior to the crisis, prior to the pandemic. And just to put things in perspective, at uh, the worst of the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, we never got to a point where we lost 5% of GDP. So I think to me, that's, that's pretty powerful to think about this, right? Just the size of the current economic crisis. That's J.P. Gervais, Vice President and Chief Economist with Farm Credit Canada. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee allen Vossler I'm Corey Canute Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.